From Bonzo Tune Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, this is the Suds and Buds Podcast, featuring stand-up comic Mike Spienberg and musician-producer Brian Stevens. This week's episode is brought to you by our own Bonzo Tune Studios, located here in Atlanta, Georgia. Bonzo Tune Studios, simply great audio. Find us on the web at bonzotunes.com. Suds and Buds is also brought to you by Amazon.com, GoDaddy.com, Audible.com, and the new Stitcher app for iPhone and Android. Stitcher, it's like Pandora for podcasts. Hey everybody and welcome to... (laughs) Welcome to episode number four of Suds and Buds. My name is Brian Stevens. And my name is Mike Spienberg. Hi. Hi. And uh, <laughs> you won, bro. This is your prize. And, and I'm not one to gloat, so I'm just gonna. I'm just I gonna appreciate sit. you for dressing up for our date too. <laughs> By the way, I appreciate that. You might get a little bit of titty <laughs> before the day is over. Are you looking at my? I do have unusually large. Well, it's cool in here. Oh, no, cool. yeah, is that what it is? It's cool in here. They're usually a bit fluffy. Where are you going? No, I need it cool. It's hot in here, man. I'm embarrassed anyway. Oh, that's I right. I can't turn that off. Oh, okay. Because uh, it makes noise. And then I have to do way too much work to... to uh, More my, my, my whites, my pretty, my new, my clean white Dutchies. So for people that don't know why Mike is uh, sitting here in his underwear, and <laughs> why Mike is sitting here in his underwear... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, we had a little contest last week, and um, I think I, I went one for seven. You went two for seven. I went three. It was three to one. Three, three to one. one was the final count. So, uh, and we had a beer tasting contest. It was a beer long. tasting contest, and um, and uh, you know, my whole point was that all those beers kind of taste the same, and I was kind of right, and that you couldn't pick your own <laughs> your own beer. <laughs> Can I just take this off? This, this is this is uncomfortable. This is really yeah. This I agree. It's really uncomfortable, <laughs> but not because of you. And I mean, the suit. well, well, most of the people that You're know so selfish, dude. Well, most of the people that know me, I mean, they know. I, I've underwear. only worn this suit like twice. I've and, worn this for thirty nine <laughs> years, man. <laughs> Both times I've worn this have been a funeral. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So nice. I'm, I'm kind of like nice. <laughs> It's hot in here. One guy, one jar. <laughs> apparently, apparently. So I'm just gonna get rid of this. It's just weird. Just keep your suit on. You can't keep a suit on for no. Who, who was the last funeral Spamps. you wore that for? Who was the last funeral you wore that for that you're all work, crying about? Now? Did <laughs> oh, you not get all like, emotional about it until you put the suit on? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of had. I have a suit that I wear for everything though. So you kind of lose. Oh, it's all a joke. It was a kabam. It was a joke. Pow, pow. He got me. <laughs> <laughs> you are the winner, Brian. You're the winner. I mean, you know, I'm not one to gloat over anything, right. especially the misfortunes of another man <laughs> who has to sit in front of the internet in his underwear. But, uh, yeah, okay. So I feel much more comfortable. Right on. Thanks for the beer, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to get to the beers or the sponsors yeah, first? Anything that I can hide behind would be nice. Let's do, uh, let's do, do beers sponsors. and sponsors. Okay, you can do both of them. All right, so let's, we'll do sponsors. Uh, I want to thank people that have used our Amazon.com link 
to uh, purchase things. We've actually had people that have clicked that link at the bottom of sudsandbuds.net, and they've gone on to buy things. at. Am- I mean, most people are going to buy things at Amazon. Why not uh, click our link first at sudsandbuds.net, and then that way we get a little piece they of that. They even have some music that iTunes doesn't have. Oh, yeah. Amazon carries ACDC. iTunes does not carry ACDC. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I, I generally buy my music off of Amazon because I'd rather have the MP3s than uh, the AACs or whatever it is that they use. Oh, so, really? I don't know all that technical jargon. Yeah. I'm just a guy that likes to go out and do shows in his underwear. So, <laughs> so sudsandbuzz.net slash Amazon. You can use that URL or just click the banner at the bottom of our page. Uh, GoDaddy.com. Where you can get uh, domain names for seven forty nine, as well as affordable hosting and tools to build your own website and all kinds of cool stuff. Again, we've got a link there. Um, Audible dot com, and we've got a great uh, a great thing that you can do now. If you click that link, you can try Audible dot com for fourteen days. You get a free audio. Hard to be serious. That you, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. It's 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 difficult, but I'm getting there. Um, you can try Audible dot com for uh, for fourteen days. If you don't like it. Then you can, uh, you can keep the book and just keep moving. Or if you like it for $14.95 a month, you get an audio book of your choice and then you get discounts in the entire catalog. And, um, this week I'd like to, um, I'd like to recommend a book for everybody. Uh, it's a book called Winning by, <laughs> by Jack Welch. So uh, feel free to go uh, uh, pick that book up or any nice. number of uh, other things from, from Unfortunately, I won't be reading that book. You won't be, mm-hmm. will you? So, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Stitcher. Yeah. We had 35 people that downloaded the Stitcher app this week and that listened nice. to us. Are we still on the homepage or did they, did they, uh, I, I they think, think, I you, think they, we just, they we had one decided week. you were too creepy. That's what it was. And got you. <laughs> so, uh, so that's our sponsors. Um, uh, such so so see all this. I went to the tanning bed twice for you too, by the way. Did you? Uh, yeah, my wife said I was too pale to come in here and sit in here in my underwear. So I, 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 I can put a little money into this outfit. <laughs> I even trimmed my bush for you. We're drinking out of glasses today? Yeah, yeah, because I want people to see the color. Yeah, I didn't want to bring have... in the Frenchie for you. <laughs> yeah, oh, that reminds me, dude, on my way in here, you know what ran across the street? I'm not kidding. What? A white kitty. Really? Yeah. I mean, a, a pure white kitty right across the road, man. So we're going to have a good show today because a white kitty ran across the street. You want to see the white kitty? The white kitty. So... <laughs> So today we're actually doing two two beers today, uh, two beers today white because kitty, because I white, need to write. White kitty. You put my beer in my glass and my white kitty. What do you drink? I drink white kitty. The first beer we're drinking today is called right. White Kitty. Uh, uh, no, the first beer we're drinking today is uh, by Sweetwater, uh, wonderful uh, local brewer. Yeah, local brewer, uh, one ninety five Otley Drive, Atlanta, Georgia. At some point, we'll probably do a show from there. Um, so this is their uh, kind of a summer brew called Motorboat, and uh, you know it's it's supposed to be for the crew that like to uh, float around on Lake Lanier and drink beer. So I figured we'd try it. It's called Motorboat. Motorboat, and they say it's supposed to be like in that. If you like stuff for guys like, who like tits, Coors Light or Coors and all that kind of stuff. So that's a good thing, though. They should call it, say it's for guys who like tits. Call it motor. It's called motorboat. Right? That's good. I didn't think about it. You never thought about them. You, I thought that's why you brought this beer in here called motorboat. I thought it was like some kind of under joke about. Um, would I ever do that? Are you noticing would how I I'm wearing my underwear you? for you? Are you noticing how high I have my underwear pulled up for you, Brian? Just for a cheap laugh out of you. 
a giggle from the winner, from the big fucking winner today, from the guy who doesn't have to sit here and show his areolas to the 40 people who actually listen to this piece of shit show while we drink bad beer and sit in the nude. What is so, it? It's called Motorboat? This is Motorboat uh, by, by Sweetwater. It smells like tea. It looks kind of like tea. What do you think? It, ta- it tastes like uh, to me, Sweetwater. A, a lot of their beers sim- taste similar. They all have taste much yeah. different than a lot of the Sweetwater. This beers. this is a lot like. like who am I? I'm just a guy who gets one out of seven and has to come in here in his birthday suit and do a show. I mean, what do, what do I fucking know about drinking beer? It's um. I mean, it, it tastes. You're right. You're right. What about, kidding? <laughs> the I, I shaved my look. I shaved my thing and I got blood stain. You see my blood near my my pee pee? Look. I hope my wife doesn't see that because she doesn't think something's wrong. It's because I shaved and I got a nick. I got a nick on this. So now you know how good of friends we are. I got a nick. I nicked him on his (laughs) neck there. He knows not to mess with me no more. I cut him on his neck. So you're right. It, uh, it, it's all of the sweet water beers have like a slight bitter taste to them. Mm hmm. And uh, this one does too, but it's, it's me horny, but it's clean. It's like a clean bitterness. There's not a whole lot of aftertaste to it. So. Yeah, I do. I like I like Sweetwater's beers. They're good. I like Sweetwater because you know they're they're kind of they have a good like I would say be a be a PR campaign thing going. They're good. Mm-hmm. They're good. They you know, have concerts and stuff up there and stuff. Yeah, well, Pretty they're cool. they're really involved in all kinds of things around Atlanta. And um, anytime that I go into a bar and I see Sweetwater four twenty, which is what I usually see, yeah, I, I like get it. Almost everything is that the original every- one they made, their first one. I don't know. I'm guessing so because it's the one I see everywhere. Yeah, that's the only one I knew about for a long time. I remember from North Carolina. We never had Sweetwater. Did what? What was the beer? I mean, what was like the well, that was local beer in Charlotte? Yeah, uh, nothing really. I think there's one now there. Maybe uh, I can't remember what it's one north of town. I think now, but back in the day, I don't think there was one. Really. Yeah, I just drank. I mean, I was young, dude. I drank like Milwaukee's best and whatever's cheap, whatever yeah, you can get yeah, to. Yeah, I was living in a frat house, dude. Yeah, I mean, look at me. <laughs> I, got, I got a frat guy written all over me. Uh, <laughs> this is the most juvenile, fraternal thing I've ever fucking done. Second most, second most. I'm What's most? I can't. I have to kill you if I told you that. Dude. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't come, don't come at me with the frat stuff, bro. You don't want the secret handshake. I'll have to cut your arm off after I give it to you. You know that? Wow. Craziest yeah. thing I ever saw at a frat. You ever play Punch the Maid? No. Punch the Maid is where, like, you're staying at a hotel, and uh, during the day, you and your buddies walk through the halls, and the maids are, like, cleaning the room, and you, uh, and you one of you slugs the maid in the back of the head, and then you haul ass back to your room and lock the door. And they don't know who it is. It's called Punch the Maid. Hooker punching is a similar sport. <laughs> You ever go hooker punching? <laughs> no, hooker punching is where you obviously you go down in the middle of the night and find the biggest hooker you can, and, right. and uh, just casually make conversation in the middle of the conversation, just punch her in the face and see if you can get out of downtown with your friends. You, you have think to be on a bike. You have that, to be though. on a bicycle, <laughs> right? In your underwear with a with a big wig on. You have to have a giant orange wig on, and you have to find the biggest hooker you can find, punch her right in her face, and then ride your bicycle away in your underwear and your flip flops. The more stuff you do, the more unusual stuff you do during that trip, the more prizes you get. And at the end, okay. if, you, if, you, if you get away with it, you know what you get? A white kitty, Brian. You get a <laughs> white kitty! With blood on it. White kitty! Bleeding on uh, his neck! Somebody hurt that white kitty! Broke his neck! <laughs> Look how small he is when he's embarrassed, Brian. Look how little he is when he's embarrassed. So, have you ever met a hooker? Or have you um, ever, even better. Are you serious? <laughs> have you ever met a hooker, Brian? Let's I'm, end both of our relationships right now, Brian. <laughs> well, I mean, meeting <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and frequenting I mean, is two different things. Um, 
I mean, Actually, you know what? I don't think I really have ever met a hooker. Never met one? I, I, I mean, I may have met someone who was a hooker that I didn't know. You it. didn't know it was. You know what? Actually, I have met a hooker on uh, when when uh, we were in Vegas getting married yep. uh, for our bachelor bachelorette parties. You know, we went out separately, and then we yeah. all kind of met up. And then uh, I have a really I have a leather jacket that I'm really fond of. Right. I got it's a Scully, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I wear it a lot when it's cold. I really like my leather jacket. It feels like butter and it smells like love. Yeah. And uh, my friends know how much I feel, but. Feel about my my jacket, and uh, so um, at the bar in the Riviera Casino at the bar um, after everybody had gotten back together, and I was kind of a few drinks in. Uh, my buddy Jay decided to uh, let this hooker at the bar wear my jacket, and uh, about ten minutes later, I realized there's a strange hooker wearing my jacket at the yep. bar, and uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. I ended up I, holding on to the. Uh, the uh, th- the things that hold up the, the ceilings, you know, the yeah. everyone small in a room, uh, puking into the trash can at the at the Riviera Casino the night before I got married. Is Very that, Amy is, Winehouse of me. It, <laughs> is that your best drunk? My best? Well, what do you consider best or best, best worst? Be- worst? Well, it best depends or? on which side of it you're on because, like, in the middle of it, it's probably the best. It towards the tail end and the, the day after. My it's most the embarrassing worst. drunk ever. My my most embarrassing drunk ever. Uh, I was a senior in high school. And uh, I thought this guy that I was actually friends with named Rodney, I thought he uh, he had kissed my high school girlfriend. And I, uh, I was 12. You know, I bonged like 12 beers at my friend Rich Sansone's house that night. And then we went, to, we went to Burger King Matthews where everybody hung out in the parking lot. And uh, I tried to pick a fight with Rodney. And I really honestly, I don't remember any of it. But my friends uh, all called me the next day to remind me how he beat my ass. And uh, I woke up the next day with a black eye and everything. And, had, and I had to call him and apologize. Yeah. And didn't remember any of it. I don't really remember any of it. I, rem- I kind of remember um, getting hit the first time. Right. Because I think I, I rem- he kept saying he didn't want to fight. And I just kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. And finally, he just slugged me, right? right? And I think I went down the first time, and you're like a drunk, you get up, and you know, you're not fucking hurt, man. You're the man, dude. <laughs> you're going to get some I more of the white. You're getting more of the white kitty. No. And, <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, exactly. So that's what happened. So anyway, then uh, he, yeah. he hit me a few more times. And then I remember my buddy, Brad Ferris. Uh, drove me home and I threw up out the outside of his uh, his Volkswagen Scirocco the whole way home. I barfed out the out the passenger side window, and uh, and then I went home and and woke up the next day and was like, "Why is my eye all messed up?" And uh, <laughs> my friends were like, "Dude, you're an idiot, man! You bonged a bunch of beers at Sansone's house and then went out and tried to start a fight with Rodney." You know, and I, out of respect for people, I think I should, don't think we should use last names on this show anymore. Right, right. So, uh, so uh, for Rodney, I, uh, I I had to call him like, "Dude, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it." I didn't mean to fucking pummel your fist with my face. You know, I mean? you know I, I've never been – there's not – I like to get a little buzzed occasionally. I mean, that's the whole reason to drink alcohol, right? But I've never been like like totally shit-faced drunk except for one time. In your whole life? life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, some of the people that – I guess I, that's how you end up in the suit with the winter shirt on and I end up here in my underwear, huh? I, I guess so. I think mine, mine has to do with a lack of control. I, I worry about not having control of myself. And the only time I've got like so crazy drunk that I had one time in college that I blacked out. Um, it was at the end of my second semester of nursing school. And um, I took uh, took my exam. Unicorn or something. <laughs> I'm trying to look that at anything weird. else, but your areolas. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to like it, but you better learn to love it. But it's, it's the best thing yeah, sitting in here today. 
if it were if if it were a girl, like looking you in the eye, if you were a girl looking you in the eye would be the polite thing to do, and I could probably do it. It's right. kind of like with a stripper. You know, it's like when the stripper's kind of doing what they're doing, you're supposed to kind of look at it, but you're supposed to make eye contact because that's the more the polite thing to do, especially if right. yeah if. If you want to feel good about the transaction, you know, you're trying to show some sort of politeness. But with it, the problem is I can't look down because what that's disturbing. What? And then, <laughs> I see we're going to start a band called White King. If I look at you in the eye, then I have to admit that you're sitting here in your underwear. <laughs> anyway, so it was after my after my exams um, and going right into the summer. It was one of those times when, you know, everything was – I did good in my exams, but everything in my life was pretty crappy at that point. Right. Um, crappy marriage. Oh, I know the feeling. Crappy uh, <laughs> feeling about school. Anyway, so, like, I just went to the liquor store and I bought as much alcohol as I could um, afford. Uh-huh. And up to that point, I wasn't a beer drinker. You know, I was, I was like a liquor drinker. And I was like, what was I, 19, 20? No, I was 21. I was 21 at the time. Um, my wife's oh, You tell stories like my wife, dude. You take a storytelling class. Anyway, so nobody fucking cares if you just make up the age. You can say you're 20 and we'll still believe you. Okay. Right. So um, f- within the first two hours, a whole fifth of vodka gone. Smirnoff gone. Right. And then I start working on a fifth of tequila. Right. And I'm chasing the thing with beers, right? So about three and a half, Were four you by hours. Yourself? No, I was with my now ex-wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. At the time, that was the only thing I really had for friends. I mean, I really didn't have a whole lot of friends then, during, during that period. It was a dark period. Right. And so I was just going to just knock it out, just get as drunk as I could possibly get. But I didn't really realize how drunk I was getting. So about halfway through the fifth of tequila, I decide – I have one friend in the world, and I wish he was here to see me this drunk. And so I got in the truck. My ex-wife's with me now. You were coming is... over? <laughs> yeah. You was... wanted to come see White Kitty when you were at home? That is <laughs> so cute. It wasn't, though. So I got this beat-up Toyota truck, and my ex-wife actually – she couldn't drive a stick at the time. So I'm the only one that could drive that truck. And we didn't – we were so broke that we didn't have a home phone. So I had to drive like a, a mile to get to a pay phone. Is Sissy Spacek in this movie? <laughs> because this is the longest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. Keep going. So you get to the pay phone and you're on your way to see your buddy. Yep. And I call him and he comes over. Uh-huh. And the only thing – here's the only things I remember. I remember watching Bruce Lee in my underwear – and my arm around my buddy, just laughing and cackling, mm-hmm. and and he was laughing too because I don't know what I was saying, but it was pretty out there. Right. And so, cut to from that happy moment to completely blacked out, like two and a half, three hours later, butt ass naked on the toilet, and I've got stuff coming out of every orifice, mm-hmm. and and my friend is just sitting there and he's shaking his head. My ex-wife is sitting there. She's holding the garbage can, and um, it was one of those Did one you of those get alcohol nights. poisoning that night. I think so. I mean, yeah. I didn't know what it was at the time. I mean, oddly enough, I mean, I'm in nursing school, and I don't understand these kind of things right. for some reason. But uh, I mean, like, I felt it for about four days, 
And I have I have not been able to drink vodka ever since. Oh, really? See, I don't drink a lot. I can't smell or drink bourbon because it it, it reminds me of being in in school at NC State and being in the frat, and yeah. our, that's what we drank for football right. games. We would and we would sneak flasks of Jim Beam yeah. into the game, and the smell of bourbon like I can't I can't be around. I was uh, pretty popular as a pledge for being uh, for being able to while I dry heaved fart at the same time. <laughs> Because I passed out at the frat house a couple times, like, I, and yeah. my, I think the night I the night I got stop staring at my areolas, dude. It's creepy. The night I uh, the night I got uh, my big brother, yeah. uh, um, I bonged like uh, twelve Paps Blue Ribbons. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember being carried up to the bathroom of the of the frat house, and and uh, four or five guys standing around the doll of the stall, the door of the stall, going, "Listen, listen, listen." And I would go, "Ha." Like a ship pulling into port, and, they, and then I'd hear them laugh like that, and then they go, shh, 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 listen, listen, and I'd go, oh, like that too, and I did it all night. I did it another time too. I can, I can, I can, and I like it's like a, I have like an accordion or something in there that makes it go out both ends. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I do that. I've gotten <laughs> I've gotten really drunk and uh, run up Cobb Parkway to get into a fight at Diamond Dave's Steakhouse. No, yeah, dude, with another comedian, and then I, I woke up the next day and my eye was all fucked up, and uh, I had to uh, drive to Baton Rouge and do the Funny Bone, and it was my this eye because I had to look. I couldn't. I had to turn my head completely to look and see if it changed lanes. <laughs> my eye was so fucking swollen; it was messed up, dude. I got a picture of it. It's hilarious. Like I couldn't even. I couldn't even. Uh, like it was. I mean, it was big. Yeah, I got out of the car, man. I got, I got punched in the eye in a fight, right? And got down. And then my wife got me. My wife and my buddy Steve Mangola got yep. me into the car, right? Right. And uh, I'll use last names when they're positive in the story. And uh, so Steve's in the car from the back seat. And my wife says we get to the light at the Waffle House and uh, Cobb Parkway where you can take a left to go back to 75 coming south or whatever yeah. from, from Kennesaw. And she said, I pulled the visor down. And I, I looked at myself in the mirror in the visor and I could see my eye was getting fucked up. Yeah. And I went... To hell with this. And I got out of the car and slammed the door and ran around the front of the car and went running up, back up Cobb Parkway to run back to the steakhouse. And uh, the cops came, and uh, uh, me and my – he's my friend of mine now. His name's Jared. And uh, we got into a fight. We just didn't hit it off, and we got into a fight. And we ended up having to go to sit in Kennesaw Court. We both got disturbing the peace tickets. It was like 350 bucks a piece. Oh! And uh, we had to uh, sit in court, and we hung out in court all day and kind of became friends. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. First time I met him, fist fight time, buddy. Bare knuckle dukes in the middle of Diamond Dave Steakhouse, Kennesaw, Georgia. See, have you ever been to a fist fight at a steakhouse? I have played there. Yeah, I've done. I've done. So I completely understand how that can happen at that particular place. It's that kind of joint, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's um. It was just. It was a comedy thing more than anything else. Yeah. You know, but uh. But yeah, I uh. I it was that was um. It was very um. Very, they should make a new a beer and call it Wine House. You think so? Yeah, dude. It might be too soon now, but are you sad? Do you like? Did you like her music? I never really even listened to her. I've got, I've got, I've got. She had two she records did? out. She did have two records. She out. good. She was very talented. What's the uh, What's the other girl? The one girl's name. She's not all drugged out or nothing, but she's really, 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 really talented. And she sings blues, and she's a white chick. And but she's not really a huge star or nothing. I can't ever figure out why. Are you talking about Adele? No, or no, 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 no. She's been around a while. Susan Tedeschi. Who? I think she's British. Lot, Josh Lodge. Stone? Yeah. Oh, Josh, I Josh, Josh, Josh J-O-S-S. Stone. Yeah, that's her. My buddy Matt still has worked with her on a couple of records. He's an engineer uh, buddy of mine. And, uh, and you know, yeah, according to him, man, she's she's, she's the, the real, real deal. deal. Yeah, see, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And then the girls like Amy Winehouse and stuff. And, like, um, is, is uh, uh, what's the lady's name who thinks she's Madonna? 
Oh, Lady Gaga. Is she any good? I don't listen to that. You know what's funny? Does Bailey listen to that stuff? How old is Bailey now? Bailey's 13. He'll be 14 next week. No, not really. I got got two dogs. He likes Daft Punk. What's that? It's an electronic band. They did the score for uh, the Neutron movie. You know, really? the whole soundtrack. Yeah. Gosh, how old are we? We don't even hear it. I don't even know who these people are. You probably know who they are because of your kid. Well, yeah, because of my kid. I mean, he's introduced me to some stuff. And he likes he likes John Mayer and Train and stuff like that. But that's because that's what's on the radio. I mean, he listens to Dave FM. You know, he's got a clock radio, and he keeps it on Dave FM all the time. So, I had you know, a jam box you could take the speakers off of, and they would still be like, look at work. And it would, speakers would snap off. Yeah. And you could set it up. And then had the speakers had longer wires, and they went. Into the- so, what was what was your first record that you got then? Oh wow! Do you remember? Uh, I think I do. I, it was either I Vinyl was made for loving you by Kiss forty five, right? Or it was um, gosh, maybe I'm tr- at fourth grade had to be fourth grade because yep. that's when we started listening to forty fives in class. Miss Washburn would let us bring our forty fives to class, and I would bring. I was made for loving you, baby. <laughs> You were made for loving me. And I, I would bring that. And my buddy Jeff Greer would bring uh, 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 spirits in the material Oh, world. the police. Oh, he would play the police. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then uh, we had uh, uh, the big hit in class. It wasn't mine. I don't know whose it was. was Tom Sawyer by Rush. Oh, of course. That was a big thing for all the guys. Of course. I think Doug Wise probably brought that in. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then we had uh, Centerfold by Jay Giles. Oh, yeah. That. And we oh, had, uh, uh, we had uh, uh, Pac-Man Fever. Now, didn't, oh! Simon and, didn't Simon and Garfunkel sing that song? Yes, no. <laughs> Who sung that song? That was Buckner and Garcia. Oh, okay. I told my wife the other day Simon and Garfunkel sung that song. And I know, uh, oddly enough, <laughs> oddly enough. I, I've been going I, out I, since fourth grade thinking Simon and Garfunkel sang Pac-Man Fever. What's your favorite Simon and Garfunkel song? Fucking Pac-Man Fever, dude. Not Bridge Under Troubled Waters or Over. over. Is it Over Trouble? Yeah. The Boxer, any of those great songs. Oh, gosh. Pac-Man freaking Fever. Armpit. <laughs> No, one of my very uh, close personal friends played guitar on that record. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. The, fir- the first time I walked into his house, I walked into his studio. His name's Rick Hinkle. And uh, he's, he's, I call him my Uncle Ricky because he's just like, he's, he's in his late 50s. And from the second he comes that we- over and sits around in his underwear and drinks a beer with you. <laughs> this is a dream come true sitting around with a winner like you in my underwear drinking beers on is a Tuesday afternoon. I tell you what. If I die tomorrow, I can honestly say that I've pretty much done almost yeah. everything. I'm thinking about running for president. Because <laughs> this will pop up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the scandal. This would be the scandal. So, um, but yeah, yeah. The first time I walked in Rick's house in his studio, he had the gold record for Pac-Man Fever like right on the wall. And I stopped. I looked at it. I was like, what did you do on that record? He's like, oh, I play guitar on that record. And it, you know that scene in Wayne's World where they they um, they go to they're in front of Alice Cooper I think it is and they're like we're not worthy yeah. we're not I was it was the same it was like that exact same that scene like except it. me well, whatever happened to Buckner and Garcia that was pretty much it they're radio DJs where I, I don't know they were in Atlanta for a little while and then I, they're probably like in Tampa or something now you know one of those tertiary kind of markets well I had Pac Man fever dude I did. oh no doubt no, no, but I don't know my first record record uh, was probably the White Album. Mm-hmm. Because I really like somewhere in the Black Mountain Hills of Dakota, there lived a young boy named Rocky Raccoon. Oh, and one day his woman ran off with another guy. Hit young Rocky in the eye. Rocky didn't like that. He said, I'm going to run up Cobb Park with you. So, my first one, my first one was really cool. State Castle punch you in your head. And the cops are going to come, and you're going to end up in a strip mall courtroom in Kennesaw, Georgia. 
So my first vinyl was, um, and I had it on cassette too. I don't know why I had it on both, but uh, Michael Jackson Thriller. Really? That, yeah. I remember when that video came out. Though. Oh my god! Oh, the, the zombies and stuff. And yeah, but the day, they, like the night of debut, they had. To be oh yeah, yeah. Were you in front of the television we, when it when it happened? We didn't. Uh, we didn't have cable in my neighborhood yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jonathan Walker's parents had a had a uh, a uh, an antenna on top of their house, oh. so you could get um, MTV like really fuzzy. Yeah. And we watched it like snowy. We watched it. We me, Jonathan Walker's brother Ryan, and maybe Bill Poplin or somebody else. Yeah. We sat in front of the TV and. and uh, Ate popcorn and watched, and they played it like fifty times in a row. Well, it was a they movie, dude. It was long. It was yeah, a movie. it was like because he went out on a something. date with that chick. Yep, and he had on the uh, he he was uh, he had on like a uh, he wore like a uh, a Fonzie uh, yeah. Letterman sweater. Right, and Mike was Mike was on the football team. <laughs> yeah, the eyes and the fangs, the whole thing, it creeped me out almost as much as you and your underwear. White <laughs> kitty. Coming at you. My what, second vinyl record was not nearly as cool, though. What was that? The soundtrack to Staying Alive. You want to hear a good soundtrack story of, a, of a something that I really have I, – I remember the exact moment I was given it, and, yep. I, and I appreciate the soundtrack today, and the movie is fucking phenomenal, and the soundtrack is great, and nobody really knows about it anymore. My poppy – and when I spent my summers in upstate New York when I was a little kid when my parents were getting divorced, but I just thought I was going to my grandparents for the summer, but it was more get out of the – the dealing with the divorce, you know, right. I spent summers with my grandparents and, uh, and, uh, um, my grandpa drove a dump truck and stuff around upstate New York in the mountains and shit. And one day he came home and he told me that he found this cassette on the side of the road and he handed it to me. It was heavy metal. Oh, Hagar. That's the best Hemi Hagar song ever. Heavy metal. That's his favorite song. He will never. Oh, really? No kidding. He never wrote a better song than that. Oh my God. That's amazing. I love that song. Yeah. I just, I saw an interview the other day. They asked him what his favorite Solo song was, and he was like, "Oh, heavy metal, without a doubt." Yeah, like hell yeah, team. that movie kicks ass too. That's oh, cool of movie. course. My wife doesn't get it. it; it completely goes over her head. Right? Yeah, she didn't uh, understand the appeal of it, and I'm just like camped out. If if I'm ever uh, like occasionally it'll come on cable or something like that, mm-hmm. um, or if I see it on pay per view or something. Favorite like that. favorite rockumentary you can recommend to people. Favorite music movie besides the Last Waltz? That's my favorite. Oh yeah, I was going to say obviously if, Last Waltz. If you haven't seen the la- heard the Last Waltz, you got to watch that yeah. movie. Yeah, uh, Scorsese made it. Yep, he was Robbie Robertson's roommate. Yep, and uh, he made that film. He uh, he also made the Let It Bleed, the Stones one that's out now. I've got Not both. That of them. great. Shine a light. Shine a light. That's shine what it's called. He did shine a light, and and I don't like it because the girls in the front are are uh, staged to be yeah. like you can tell like like the last waltz was an actual happening of people coming to yeah it. yeah uh, it was genuine just, it was yeah, genuine yeah yeah let uh what is it called shine, shine a light. light is not genuine um there's a point in shine a light where uh um Keith Richards is singing yeah and some chicks yapping yeah. and he goes why don't you shut up like that so. <laughs> to this chick anyway so uh, um, have you ever heard the uh, the record uh, the uh, uh, Humble Pie uh, uh, Steve Marriott and uh, and Peter Frampton <laughs> there's a live uh, recording of them that's really good yep. and they play all uh, For Your Love I haven't heard that one wait yeah For Your Love yeah yeah it's really good and uh, in the beginning of that he, there's some chick talking and Steve Marriott goes why don't you shut up like in the beginning <laughs> Song too, and it's like all on the album. Isn't that weird? Um, uh, uh, have you ever seen Festival Express? No. Festival not. Express is the band from the Last Waltz. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Grateful Dead. Okay. Um, Janis Joplin. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's the Platters. They're a black group, right? Yeah. Okay. A group. I played with them. Yeah. Okay. It's not. 
somebody from that era. Right. Um, and Shanana. Shanana. They take a train across Canada. All of them do together. And they play different spots in Canada. Because the band was from Canada. All of them except Levon. Right. And uh, they went. They take a train across Canada and they made a movie about it. It's called Festival I Express. I haven't seen that. It's very good. So I could go and buy that on Amazon.com yeah, if I click through the link at Suds yeah, you can get The Last Waltz on Amazon. I know that. Oh, man. That, I recommend well, that movie Well, you've already taken that one. So that's you've taken my my favorite one uh, probably. So I'll, I'll let you have that one. Uh, as far as like rockumentaries or concerts, are you talking about concerts or like rockumentary kind of things? Because that's a little bit of both. Yeah, like yeah, Last yeah, Waltz yeah. is a little bit of both. Right. I don't know, man. It's it's kind of a toss up for me because I like um, I like the Metallica one. Some kind of monster. It's oh, long. it's too long, dude. It's and long. That, it's like four and, hours. The, and the, the part with the, the therapist guy, yeah. is so uncomfortable. Oh yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. even watch that. And I like Hetfield, right? Um, but I, I don't like Lars that much. He's, it's kind of weird. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Metallica. I don't know if I like Metallica enough to watch a whole movie, especially that long. Yeah. about Metallica. So it's uh, th- that one. I like it because it's so in depth and because it's so screwed up. That's right. why I like it. But um, th- if I, other than that one, um, you're, you're gonna think this is totally pussing out. But um, the very first Sting record, Dream of the Blue Turtles. Mm-hmm. They made a, a rockumentary. Exactly. Set them they free, made a rockumentary about that set called them free, <laughs> Set Them Free. Be free. Set them free. Set them free. Be free. Set them free. Go ahead. So I would welcome any one of our viewers that knows how to do a video remix to make a remix of Mike doing that in his underwear and put it on YouTube. I think it'd be kind of funny, actually. Be free. <laughs> set them free. Set so they did That's a documentary called Bring on the Night, mm-hmm. and it's like a documentary of the rehearsals in Par- right outside of Paris leading up to the very first concert. The record had just come out, and it was with a band that – it was a bunch of jazz musicians that nobody really knew who they were. So you get the whole buildup and then the concert. That's right. probably my absolute favorite other than the last one. What about ones. The Wall? Do you like The Wall? I, I never got into The Wall. I like the music of I'm The Wall, but I'm not a stoner, and I've never taken any kind of psychedelics. Right. So I like the music, but I don't really watch. I can't really watch the movie. I love the music, and I didn't really realize until I was much older and made the connection that Bob Geldof stars in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the Live Aid guy, and you know, he's the guy who Michael Hutchins took his, was banging his wife. I didn't know that. In excess is the guy from In Excess. Michael yeah. Hutchins was was with Geldof's wife right before he died. That's a that's a tragic. We were talking about Amy Winehouse earlier, and I, I think that. I think there's a there's a lot of tragic stories, but that one that one's probably the one that's freshest for us because it just happened. But it's pretty indicative of the of the entertainment business. I'm not gonna say the music business. Oh no, because it's com- a completely different thing. When you're when you're what Amy Winehouse was, you've you've kind of gone past just being in the music business. You're in the entertainment business, so your life actually becomes part of the entertainment. And I think that's part of the problem. Well, we lost Greg Giraldo this year. Yeah, uh, some great comics. And and the problem for me when I look at that as a music person is she was uh, and a lot of people had nobody has really said this yet that I've heard she was only like two records deep so she really hadn't recouped I mean they talk about she's worth thirty million bucks and stuff all and she was only two records deep they had spent more money on her than they had made at that point 
And I think uh, I, I think I think it's one of those things where it becomes a machine. They, yeah, they've pushed her so hard. You know, they, they had put her on a tour that was already failing. Yeah, she canceled part of that tour. Yeah, and 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 it's it's one of those. It becomes this dog and pony show where unless you're out playing the shows and getting some kind of gate and 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 I think recording. the record company gets to the point too where they're like, okay, let's just push her until we get our money back, and then you let it. Then it'll just. Whatever happens to her happens to her. Right. You know, I mean, once they get their their money back, then they're kind of like, okay, well, you know, now we don't have to go out there and do all these promotions and stuff anymore. And, and she's well, not, she's well not managers, it's like if if she doesn't have a viable contract where she's getting advances, they're not getting their twenty percent. If she's not out on tour and getting some something against the gate from promoters, then they don't get their twenty percent. It's like they've got to trot this person out that needs to be just like sat away for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, and what happened to Hedberg? That was a tragic one yeah, because yeah, there's thing. no reason that guy should be dead. Yeah. No reason. Well, at all. you know, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I think we look at our, we kind of go from our own situation sometimes, and we think to ourselves as well, but we really don't know the truth. We think to ourselves, if we were in that situation, wouldn't our family come from somewhere and say, "Look, dude, what are you doing? Why, you know, where's?" I would think that my mom or my dad would know me well enough to. To at that point to say, look, he's really messed up on heroin or something. Right. We need to get him off the road. And my parents would be strong enough to say to the manager guy, no, you know, fuck you. He's coming right. off the road. You're not going to make money for a little while. But why that doesn't happen is because it, I guess everybody's making money. You know oh, yeah, I mean? even parents. Kinda, yeah, you buy scary. your parents a car. You buy your parents a house. With your advance, you buy things for people that you love because you feel like, well, I'm successful enough. Now maybe I can kind of give back to them for all the years that I did so poorly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you put yourself in this weird position. We remember then- you when you did that show in your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think it's sad because now I did hear one take that's kind of I really hope that this is the case. I mean we won't know until October when they get the autopsy back. But I did hear something, I think it was through Dr. Drew or something this week, where there's a possibility that she had complications not from drug overdose, but because she had quit alcohol cold turkey. And it's kind of weird we're drinking alcohol and talking about this, but uh, apparently when you drink that much, when you're drinking fifths of of uh, liquor a day, like multiple fifths, and you're just constantly drunk. If you quit cold turkey, there's all kinds of seizure disorders and things that can happen to you as a result. So you actually have to taper off, and that's it, apparently it's a pretty commonplace I thing. I drink a couple beers every night. Is that bad? No. Do you drink beers every night? No, I real actually I don't. You know that's what's funny is um, I, I probably have maybe four or five beers a week. At the most, like I had one beer on Saturday because I was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. See, I go I, through binges. I'll go. I'll go six months where I drink four or five beers a day at night after I'm. I mean, but 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 right. here's my thing. I have to do something productive. That I can't do it if I don't do anything productive that day. Right. If I don't mow the yard or get the dogs out and exercise them and run with them and get them going, right. I, my conscience won't let me do it. But yeah. if I exercise or do something that day, oh, I'm all about the high. It's your reward. Yeah, yeah, it's my reward. Is that weird? No, not you know at all. Because sometimes I feel guilty about it. No. Okay, I feel weird. But then again, I think people. Goddamn, there's people who drink fifths a day. Oh hell yeah, dude. Wow. There, I, I've known people that, that, like, when I was growing up in my neighborhood, even there were people that drank two fifths of some yeah, kind of liquor per such day. Bad alcoholics, they drink mouthwash. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I've, I've known. I've got friends that are in rehab. Speaking of, as we talk about the alcohol addiction, I'm going to open another beer so I'll have another review for the website. Sam Adams Light. Can Sam Adams Light. That? 
And this one, I, I specifically picked this one for you. Knowing the kind of beers that you like, I figured that this would be one that would probably be right up your alley. All right. It's not quite it, – it's actually as dark as like a regular beer, but I don't think it tastes like a regular beer. I think it tastes like a light beer. Sam Adams Light. Sam Adams Light. Oh, yeah, much better. Much, much better. I Smooth like that beer. and clean, yes, like not a whole beer. lot of bitterness. I don't like that bitterness. Right. I'm not into the bitter. I, I don't, the bitter doesn't do me any good when it's hot out. No. I like I like a you know, I like a uh, really cold like not um I don't mind the watered down taste sometimes when I'm just craving the taste of a beer and being mm-hmm. thirsty. Mm-hmm. Uh, a cold can of Budweiser in the middle on the beach. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and this this is one of those beers I could it definitely taste like see. A, it tastes like a domestic normal regular right. kind of beer. Exactly. It's it, their version of of a domestic yeah, you know, competitive Sam Adams beer. Yeah, of, it's it's a little darker, more like a not. I mean, you know, most light beers are pretty light, but this one's a little darker. I taste a little bit of popcorn in it. I like that popcorny kind of taste to it, and it's clean. It's clean. I like this. This is this is the kind of beer that I would drink if I were mowing the yard, which I'm not going to do today. I'm going to make my son. I mowed mine yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Mine's horrible, but my son's going to do. I had it to today. get these guns ready for the show. <laughs> Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, sorry. It's getting hot in here. I got to pinch my areolas. Wet kitty! <laughs> wet kitty! I need to make just a cut. We're going to start a hair band, call it White Kitty. I love it. All right. Done. Do you play your guitar much anymore? Um, A little bit. I, I No. <laughs> I've been lazy, dude. I've been doing the voiceover classes, and I can't travel with it. That's what sucks. That's what unmotivates me. Yeah. I, I really, I really, really... I. I I really want to get back. Get. I really wish I was more um, uh, disciplined on that tip. How so? Just. I wish I could get myself off. The, like I look at it, I'm like, man, I could, you know, I get a couple of hours to kill, right? And then I'll just get doing something else. I don't know. Mow the yard. I'm really about the gay yards. porn. So yeah, yeah. Man, man in a jar, or whatever that shit is. Uh, yeah, one guy, one cup, or whatever. <laughs> two girls, a jar. Two girls and a weed eater. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I'd rather be. I, 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 my dogs, man. I just, I'd rather be outside hanging out with Mitch than really doing anything else with the wife or something. And when she gets off work, I don't want to be doing a bunch of other shit. So I got to come out here and drink with you during the day and sit in my underwear. For me, I mean, this is this is my this is my hobby. I mean, you know, right now doing things like we're doing right now are, are my hobby. But I mean, just like creative stuff in general, even if I'm getting paid for it, it's still it's still my hobby. I mean, my hobby is my profession, so right. I don't ever really feel like I'm unproductive. And plus, I feel I fill the time up with things like Audible books. At uh, sudsandbugs.net. Right? Well, you can go to, you can actually, you can now buy uh, Audible books to Amazon.com. But if you go to sudsandbuzz.net slash Audible, how is that for a product placement, guys? Um, you shouldn't let me wear like a Brian Stevens like panties or something today. That would have been gross because said Brian Stevens. You know what? I got a new way to, I, I know how we can monetize this show. What we're going to do is we're going to let you dress like that every week. Nope. And each week happening. we're going to put the yeah, sponsor right across your chin. Yes, to cover up those uh, silver dollar areolas that you got. <laughs> uh, That's what a nipple's supposed to look like. <laughs> Is that what it's supposed yeah. to look like? <sighs> oh, God. So, I have 15 more minutes of this at least. Why do you have 15 more minutes of this? Because <laughs> I'm hoping we can go for an hour. Plus, I have a whole other beer for I've us to finish. I've never been able to go for an hour. You're going to have to eat it for a minute. 
you have to stop fucking me and eat me for a minute. You want to go a whole another 15 minutes, Brian? <laughs> You're going to have to go back into some heavy cutting. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were going to go there. Because <laughs> I'm in my underwear. And I am whacking it. <laughs> Is that your white cat, by the way, that's running around out there? It's in your yard. No, no. My cat's a, kind of a calico-looking kind of cat. There's a, a joke somewhere in, in, in the time. I have a kitty in a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, there's a joke somewhere, and I'm not a comic, so I mean, it's not like I'm going to get a joke out of it, but, right. and not like I should tell you what jokes you should tell, but there's a joke somewhere about the time lapse, the time vortex, and um, when we have sex, like, yeah, when we think it's uh, 45 minutes and it's actually six minutes. Um, Can we go back to something that uh, we talked about last week that um, I had a friend friend that uh, I was telling you about last week that I've kept him on my Facebook. And um, normally I don't engage people in my Facebook, at least on anything that's really controversial. Uh, when it comes to things like politics or religion or even relationships, I really don't engage people on those because they're hot topics that nobody ever wins. But um, this guy put – <laughs> I can tell you're really you're really interested in where I'm going to take oh, the show. You started a story when I was checking my emails. I apologize. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. So the um, the uh, this guy that uh, Rick, I'll just say Rick, and it's not Rick Hinkle. It's a different Rick. Um, he put on his Facebook wall that uh, the founding fathers never compromised, and compromise was like in all capital letters. And my response to that was, well, yeah. But they were, you know, land stealing, slave owning guys who thought that women didn't have the right to vote. Other than other than that, they were pretty nice guys, I guess. They were pretty okay fellows. I mean, it brought up the whole point, and it kind of got into again a whole discussion that nobody ever wins. But the idea that uh, in politics there was some golden era where everything was wonderful and everything was perfect and all was right in the world in politics, and even if you go back to the founding fathers, those guys had a lot of issues. I mean, there were some ideals, uh, but the one thing that I've paid attention to in the news, and I told you last week, I don't watch the news, but the one thing I paid attention to is this debt ceiling. <laughs> How do you? I don't watch. The news, but the one thing I pay attention to in the news is this the, yes. week. I mean, this week in particular, because I mean, it's it's financial in nature. Because and and in uh, a way, it tri- it'll trickle down to my business as an entrepreneur. It trickles down to my business. Well, but everything the debt in this whole conversation and everything boils boils down to personal personal responsibility. Right, of course. Whether, and, and 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 if you can't, it, it's it, our our government is a uh, is a metaphor for for us. And if we don't pay our own bills. Of course, our government. If we keep constantly living on credit cards and right. and not and at the end of every month spending our money on crap and and then looking to have to get a credit card extension to cover our bills, you know they're not. See now how interested you are in what I'm saying? <laughs> it's this reciprocal bullshit. That's what goes back to our country, right? So, uh, <laughs> so um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you don't if you don't live your own life responsibly and on a, on a, on a fiscal budget or any kind right. of thing like that. Of course the government's going to do the same exact thing because they're just like us. And I think it's great how not one single Senator or, or member of Congress or, or house of representatives or anybody in the government has, has even remotely said, maybe I'll give up my salary for a year right. to help this situation. Well, the military may not get paid and the old Old folks may not get their social security checks right. if we don't pass this, but nobody's ever said that the go- that, that the governor's not going to get paid, or the right. or the speaker of the house is not going to get paid, or things like that. Like, and 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 it all goes down to the fact that a lot of things that used to be, um, 
What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, freedom, freedom of speech is a right. You have the freedom to speak. You have the freedom to assemble. Mm-hmm. You have the freedom to. Uh, Which uh, is why we're here doing what we do. Yes, sir. So, but you don't have like, owning a house is not a right. No. Owning a car is not a right. No. And we don't realize that like the the poverty line now is a lot different than it used to be. Like poverty used to be. Uh, no television in your house. Somebody who now can say, well, I live in poverty, will have two televisions right. and a car. That's not poverty, bro. Go to, go to Africa and look at poverty. Go to some other places in the world and look at poverty. Right. And, and then the, the sad thing about those places now is, is that the communication bubble has gotten so big that they'll have a shanty with a, with a fucking satellite dish on it. Uh-huh. And all they see of us is keeping up with the Kardashians. Right. Uh, uh, they've got no problem my water, ride. but they've got that. They've got that, and they, they, they think that we all live like Puff Daddy. Right. And they, and they think that we all haves and we're all winners like you. But there's losers here, Brian. People have to come out here every day in their underwear and do things so people like you can be winners. That's why we sacrifice. But no, I'm just – I mean it's, it's just – Well, you know, I think that and, – and this is the reason why I'll never be a politician and no one would ever elect me. I think there's ways – you know, everybody talks about, uh, well, if the senators would give up their salaries, the congressmen would give up their salary. There are things in our budget like this. Let's take tobacco for a second. Do you realize our government subsidizes both sides of the argument? They subsidize the tobacco industry. All right. And then they subsidize the anti-smoking campaigns. So if we had men and women that understood just practicality, they would look at that and they would go, there's nothing practical about that. We're going to do one of two things. Either we cut all funding off and we let those guys go. Remember when that guy would come to your junior high or elementary school and he was like the – he had the his lungs and he had a lung and a jaw. Oh, my God. And he would go, I want you guys to know this is what it's like <laughs> when you smoke cigarettes. I'm going to have y'all pass, pass this here around here. Y'all pass around. <laughs> Ooh, it's his Yeah, that was like back in the day when you would go to the vet and they would have the same jar with a dog heart with the heartworms wrapped around it on the desk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you boys better not smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Even that damn skull bandit. You got to dip them skull bandits. Don't mess up your dang. Look at that lung right there. <laughs> and a guy would come to the, uh, he would come to the, uh, the media center, and you guys would all sit in a semicircle. Yeah. And I want to introduce John. He'd come out and be like, oh, good. My name's John, and I used to smoke four packs a day for 40 years. But our government, our government subsidizes people to be, and, and if we're going to pay for something, I would much rather us pay for that than pay for the other side of the issue. I mean, you know, there's, there's a whole, a whole row we can go down with corn subsidies and all these things. Have you seen King Corn or any of those documentaries? See, now for a guy who doesn't watch the news, you're weirdly, weirdly obsessed with unusual things like corn production. I understand the fact that you can't produce enough, enough corn to make enough fuel because we don't have enough land and it takes up land for food. So, so if you produce enough corn to, to eliminate oil usage, then it's not possible because we don't have enough land to do that. Is that right? No, 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 no. What my argument is, there's there's a no, lot. But isn't of that subsidy. part of the argument that, that that to produce enough corn to make uh, corn? Uh, what's the gasoline that's made out of corn? No, oh, ethanol. No, ethanol. no, no. To make enough ethanol right? to, to to run our country. We don't technically have enough land to do that and to grow enough no. food to feed us. No. Is that true? No. Well, I mean, I don't totally agree with that because there's a lot of corn that's being produced that's used for crap food. Think if, about everything you, you eat has corn syrup in Everything you eat has corn syrup You make you make, a, uh, you, you make you a dang – you patent you a, a, a toilet bowl strainer. Okay. You eat corn. You dump it out. It comes out corn. 
right? right? You strain it, you save it. It's corn again. Use that corn, shit corn, <laughs> poop corn, corn and poop, poop corn to make ethanol. Okay. How about that? A toilet bowl strainer. You take it. You ever do that that prank for your buddy where you take the 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 uh, the um, what's that stuff you wrap sandwiches up in? It's clear. Plastic wrap. Plastic wrap. You right. ever do this? Oh and yeah. Put on the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your buddy goes in there and poos. <laughs> your buddy sits down and poos, and it poos all up on his legs and stuff. Right. Okay. Yeah. You, same same process, right, but it's a right. strainer. Right. It saves the corn. It saves the corn. Right. So now you have double the corn because you're eating corn and pooping it out. So you take the corn you poop and you make. Ethanol at it, poo poo ethanol. Right, I'm a genius, dude. I am a genius. I'm an underwear genius, underwear white kitty genius. Look at the camera and say that. How to make Look at the camera and say I'm me. a genius. Okay, vote for me because teachers. If you haven't been in the real world for five years, you're screwed because you're going to go out and get a job now. You're going to drive a truck. Uh, um, hey, hang on. Think about the teachers you had when you were in elementary school. They were old ladies. They were every single one of them. Now, I I had two hot elementary school teachers. One was my music teacher, Becky Rhodes, who I had an an amazing crush on. And the other one was... (laughs) Was it amazing for you or her? Well, it was amazing for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just clearing that up. It was amazing for me. I mean, you know, when you're... We had a hot typing typing teacher named uh, Miss Foy. Oh. Yeah. And Miss Keith was the other one. She was like a fifth grade math teacher. Those are only two like maybe late twenties, early thirties teachers I can I can remember. And of course I had crushes on them because you know they were teachers and they were at least in my mind the way I remember them they were hot. But everybody else looked like Aunt B. Yeah, Miss Daniels, Miss Gillum, they were all old when I was a kid too. Yeah, I mean, and now I, I uh, because my son's. 13, 14, going into high school, obviously, I, I see a lot more teachers because he's in school, and everybody's my age. Everybody kind of looks like us, and it, it's kind of weird for me. I understand the five years thing because I have a girl that I used to date in high school, and she's going to kill me for saying this. Um, the The one thing that, that um, annoyed me about her when we were dating was that she spelled phonetically. And if you spell phonetically, because at the time, we could either be on the phone or we could write letters to each other. And I got letters probably once every other week from her. And she spelled phonetically. I have one peeve. When Spelling is my one peeve. I got you. I got you. And so everything that she spelled growing up, she's, and, and sometimes, yeah, obviously she would be right because there's like a way. If you spell a way the way that it sounds, it spells out that way. But um, dyslexic or something? Like she still does that? She's a teacher in an elementary school, has a teaching degree, and still spells phonetically. I look at some of her posts on Facebook, or sometimes I get uh, emails from her. I love her dearly; I really do. <laughs> but and and it to this, it, it sounds like it. it, it but it disturbs me oh, hear, that yeah, someone yeah, is teaching teacher. our children <clears throat> and has a degree in teaching, and she doesn't know how to spell well, a degree simple in education. Okay, she has a degree. Having a degree in teaching—that's a a difference. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's there's no degree in teaching. Okay, because half of teaching is performing. Mm -hmm. Is is actually being like Peter? How how can explain to me how uh, everybody has always said that people's number one fear Mm -hmm. is speaking in front of other people. Like the majority of people, that's their fear, speaking in front of right, other people. Right, right, of course. And we agreed on that. That's, of course. That's a, na- that's a statement that everybody makes. You don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem well, with it, but most people have a problem okay, with it. Okay, so if most people have a problem speaking in front of people, how are there even so many teachers anyway? 
because that's what they do. They speak right. in front of people. So if they go to work every day and are not good at speaking in front of people, mm-hmm. kids especially smell fear and smell weakness and smell um, – the, 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 thing, the thing about a substitute teacher mm-hmm. that showed weakness and lack and that gave them lack of control yeah. was when they spoke, uh-huh. they were substitute teachers. Of course. They, they were like, oh, my name is Mr. Smith, and I'm uh, the substitute. And the airplane comes through the air yeah, and goes and right they, into they, there. Yeah. Right. And they, <laughs> never, they, never, they never had a backbone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the teacher was like, this is my classroom. This is how it's going to be. So the minute the sub came in, the kids smelt the fear yeah. and realized that, like, man, this is it. It's the same thing. I like, will say we, yeah. we have we have a culture now of teachers that are all substitute teachers. My friend Chris Larange, well, not all, up, but my friend Chris Larange would get up in junior high and he would go to the front of social studies class and he would act like he has a test question for the teacher yeah. and he would walk to the desk. I swear he'd walk. That's like that's the class. He'd walk up to the class in his in his jeans and he had a long t shirt on and he would go and pull his shirt pull his shirt over his butt and then halfway through the question while the teacher was telling him the question answer he would pull his shirt up. He would see his butt, and he would show you his butt all to the class, and people would be laughing. Oh my and god! All you could see was the teacher's right, head. Right. The teacher's head come around Chris and be like, "Why are all the kids?" I fell off my stool. And his butt would be hanging out. <laughs> Chris Larange used to do that in junior high. Isn't that hilarious? So if people, good... for the people that are just listening to the podcast, they're like, "Where the heck is this going?" You completely missed it. So uh, I would encourage people that we had 125 people this week that uh, that. That got in on the podcast either by watching it or listening to it. Um, I would I would encourage people to if you're listening to the podcast this week, uh, you might want to go watch it. I'll be fully dressed next week. I'll be in in uh, in, in normal attire. There'll be no more. Next time I bet with you, dude, I'm gonna be absolutely. I got I'm gonna have it rigged. And I'm gonna have the, the I'm gonna have it in the bag because this is an embarrassing. Moment. Yeah, let's just uh, this will be our new promo picture for the the podcast. Better than the ones by the dumpster (laughs) seven years ago. (laughs) I know Chad Bernie listens to the show. He'll appreciate that joke. Sitting by the dumpster and our pictures made up behind Bonzo Tune Studios. That was funny. I think we'll have to put that picture up. Yeah, we'll put some of those, those weird headshots up. Creepy. That was so, very white kid. I want I want to encourage people to uh, to share with your friends the podcast, the video, and the audio of the podcast. I'm picking a beers next week. Okay, you pick beers next week. Next Tuesday. Uh, so I would say for you, fifty percent on this. I like I like I like the uh, the Sam Adams light. Yeah. I do like the sweet water, but it's just it's just not for me. It's, it's a little just, bitter. It's, it's too it's too strong. My wife would really like it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Playing anywhere this week. Uh, yeah, actually, Friday and Saturday. Where? I have no idea where I'm at Friday. Well, that does nothing for you, then. Yeah, it's somewhere in Alpharetta, and it's a club. Uh, just hey, watch my Facebook. Story? Huh? I just got a call last night to play with some guy. I don't even know who it is. How do you do that? They just show up, and they tell you what songs you're going to play, and you play them. What if you don't know the song? Doesn't matter. Wow, you're a hell of an we'll, artist, man. We'll talk, we'll talk about that next time. Right. But uh, And then Saturday is a private gig with my jazz quartet. So. Um, nice. Nice. I'm off this week. I uh, just got back from having a great week at the Funny Bone in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. John Morgan is an unbelievable. If you guys don't know who John Morgan is, he's a raging Cajun. Go see John Morgan. Uh, we had an unbelievable time. I'm off this weekend, and then uh, next week I will be in Charlotte at the brand new Comedy Zone that's connected to the new Fillmore. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll be there with uh, my friend Paul Hooper. We started in Charlotte 11 years ago, 12 years ago, 
and now we're back. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I am getting excited about seeing some friends from high school and stuff. You know, go to the Facebook page and all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah, and go to our Suds and Buds Facebook page. You can just go sudsandbuds.net slash Facebook. Like us on there. Put some comments about the show. And um, look in our stream this week of all of our social network stuff. We're going to put a commercial up for a contest we're going to hold. This contest uh, will not result in anybody doing a show in their underwear. <laughs> Uh, we don't really have time for me to tell you about the contest. Just uh, check this week. We're going to do a few commercials. And for Holly, it. it's a special occasion. Holly just posted on my Facebook page. Um, do you always do the show in your underwear, or is it a special occasion? It was a special occasion. I lost a bet last week. I did. Yeah, go back and watch episode three, and mm-hmm. you can see this uh, what happened. And um, and you know, by all means, please watch and or listen uh, via preferably listen to this show. You don't have to actually watch this one. You can listen to it, but uh, watch all the other watch ones. It. Watch all the other ones. I'd rather you watch. So it. next week in Charlotte. Week after that, I'm uh, at the Improv in uh, West Palm Beach for yep. two days, and then uh, I will be at the Hartford Funny Bone uh, for like the I don't know. It's the middle of the month. Oh, it's right there in front of me. Yeah, uh, Palm Beach Improv, uh, September th- September 18, August. Uh, 19, 20, 21, Hartford Funny Bone, uh, Charlotte, and then Buford Variety Theater. Uh, end of the month, beginning next first weekend of the month, Memorial yeah. Day, and I'll probably be there that, that one. Uh, I don't know, I don't know anything about holidays. There. First weekend of September, Buford Theater in uh, Buford, Georgia. Yeah. So go to speenberg.com You can get all his tour dates. Uh, no, I'm just going to say them all. Just say them all. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to have you go there. I'm just please say visit them all, all of our sponsors. Brian tired of looking at me. Um, Amazon. Through, make sure Stitcher. you go through our link on uh, sudsandbuds.net. I've, I haven't had lunch yet, and uh, two beers in. It's yeah, eight before I came. Um, eight before I came. <laughs> Amazon, GoDaddy, Audible, and Stitcher. Make sure if you don't already have that Stitcher app for your iPhone or Android, you go and uh, download that. You can listen to Suds and Buds. Hey, happy birthday there. to our Facebook friends too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull uh, up your Facebook. Uh, I think today uh, Alyssa Kanegi is, is one of my friends has a birthday. Have it up here, uh, it go to your home. Click right there. Home. Um, that's the only actual friend friend that Nothing. I have that has a birthday today. I think and I haven't seen her since high school, right. but she did. Uh, she did uh, turn me on to the new version of QuickBooks, which was cool. Um, anyway, yeah, I know Renee Hart's having right a birthday here. today. Uh, Trisha Morvan, I went to high school with Trisha Morvan, and uh, uh, it's her birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do I got? Oh, uh, Summer Fogelman went to college together. It's her birthday. Yep. Happy birthday, Liz McDaniel Campbell. It's yep. her birthday. Uh, All of a sudden, we've turned into the Leslie morning Kidwell show Jordan. on. Uh, we need a fat black guy to do the weather. <laughs> Trisha Morvan Durr, happy birthday! It's ladders and weather and weather and ladders and ladders and weather and weather and ladders and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's got birthdays tomorrow? We're gonna become wow. the morning zoo before it's over with. All right, I think we're done. The insane midday crazy zoo. Yeah, I think we're done. Uh, so please, by all means, please uh, share with your friends. Thank you very much. Good for, to see you, my friend. Com- yeah. Yeah. See what I, I, saw, I saw more of you than I wanted to this week. Well, you're not going to get to see it again. I can tell you that. She take me to prom. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for watching. Try the beers that we tried today. Um, tell all your friends. Share. Sam uh, Adams Light and Sweetwater Motorboat. Motorboat. And, uh, for email guys us. who like tits. <laughs> email us at beers at sedgeandbuzz.net. Let us, uh, let us know what you thought of dude. them. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm two minutes and thir- three seconds over in this bet now. Yeah, yeah go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Thanks, guys. Yeah, put your uh, go ahead and put your clothes on there, buddy. <laughs> I need a pedicure too. And now just I'm noticing all these here. weird things I need. A pedicure and some sit-ups might do somebody some good. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.
Watch the show live Tuesdays at noon at our website, sudsandbuds.net. If you love the podcast, help support us by clicking the links and ads for our various sponsors. Those are located on the sudsandbuds.net homepage. Once you click those links and visit our sponsors, a portion of everything that you then spend comes directly back to us to help fund the production of this great program. To find Speenberg stand-up shows in your area, just go to speenberg.com for tour dates. And to find everything Brian Stevens, just go to brianstevens.com. And don't forget this week's sponsor, Bonzo Tune Studios. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, Bonzo Tune Studios, simply great audio. Find us on the web at bonzotunes.com. Thanks for listening and watching, and we'll see you next week.